Hey everyone, this is George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 23rd of February 2023. Now the global cryptocurrency market since the last 24 hours did go down but it has pumped up as well and in today's episode I'll go ahead and explain why that thing has happened. What essentially happened is the Federal Reserve Board did have an FOMC meeting and because of that the prices of Bitcoin did go down and after the minutes were released the prices of Bitcoin did marginally pump up as well. Now what's really critical to understand is that in the world of cryptocurrencies, Coindesk did actually publish a report that did state that Bitcoin prices did immediately drop down the moment the FOMC meeting was released. But contradicting to that news, Barron's, which I believe is some UK leading media online publication, did state completely different. And what they stated is that Bitcoin prices did actually go up immediately after the release of Fed Minutes. And that's one of the reasons, guys, it's so critical whenever you're looking at information to look at information from the first source so in this case ideally what you should be doing is looking at the fomc meeting directly by the federal reserve board and then tracking the price either by coin market cap or the relevant cryptocurrency exchange that you are following in today's episode guys we're also very briefly going to talk about sir tim Berners lee he was the guy who actually invented the world wide web and we will discuss what his thoughts regarding cryptocurrencies are is he an advocate or is he a detractor of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? Now, unfortunately, it looks like he's not a fan of cryptocurrencies. So we'll very briefly go ahead and touch base on that. In the world of blockchain and Ethereum in particular, there is a massive news that is going on regarding Polygon. And there is a mixture of news. Some of them is misleading and incorrect. But what happened earlier on is that Polygon's blockchain explorer called this Polygon Scan. That crashed for several hours. Unfortunately, Polygon, the blockchain protocol as such, did not experience absolutely any outrageous stat. But it looks like a lot of detractors of Polygon did try to bash the founder of Polygon, that is Sandeep Nailwal, because when centralized blockchain Solana did actually suffer some attack, where they decided to stop producing block, Sandeep Nailwal did actually tweet that the future of Solana is looking bleak and looks like people may be switching in to Ethereum via Polygon network. So a bit of drama, we'll definitely go ahead and explain that. Now there is massive drama going on so far as NFT is concerned and if they are securities. So breaking news is that NBA Top Shot non-fungible tokens which were issued by Depp Labs deems to be unregistered security. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that. And look guys, Tim Draper is definitely not happy about it. So we'll go ahead and explore what that news is. And like we do in every Crypto and Coffee at 8 podcast, we're going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news is about an event which is taking place on the 22nd and the 23rd and it has to do with Metaverse and Web 3.0. So it is an annual Middle East CIO Summit which is taking place in Dubai. So we'll go ahead and explore what that news is all about. The second news is about Saudi Arabia. An energy giant Aramco has signed agreement with Drop Group to build Web 3 technology. Now look guys, Aramco is an absolute giant and them getting into the Web 3 space will be absolutely brilliant. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. So let's get started today's episode. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. 
Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and the least crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys 
for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, guys, since we've taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. Now, as of today, it is at $1.10 trillion. Now, if you look at the numbers, guys, it might be a bit deceiving because the numbers did actually go down and it did actually pump up as well. But if you look at it on an aggregate level, since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 0.71%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours, though, has gone down by 11.06% and it is currently at $61.21 billion. And this happened only because of Federal Reserve Board Chairman Powell. They released the FOMC meeting, which I'll go ahead and explain what it is all about. Now let's look at the volume of DeFi. It is currently down to $7.12 billion and the total value log cars is well below the $50 billion mark at $49.66 billion. So far in 2023, looks like the total value log crossed the $50 billion mark only for three days. The Lido is still dominating with 17.60%. And so far as its total value locked is concerned, $8.74 billion is locked in this protocol. And DeFi is accounting for a lesser percentage than yesterday at 11.63% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. MakerDAO is at $7.21 billion. Core Finance at $4.97 billion. RV at $4.82 billion and Convex Finance at $4.25 billion. And look, as I've been looking at these numbers in detail, and to be honest, since the last 24 hours, DeFi protocols as such has definitely not been doing good. The volume of stable coins has pumped up at $55.64 billion. And unfortunately, guys, stable coin accounts for 90.90% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Personally, I'm really happy when the volume of stable coins accounts for a lesser percentage which just means that people are using cryptocurrencies. They're using Bitcoin, they're using Ethereum, and they're using DeFi protocols. Now, as of today, Tether USDT accounts for $43.05 billion. Circle USDC's volume is $4.36 billion. And Binance BUSD's volume is at $8.60 billion. And once again, just a quick reminder, guys, when you're looking at the volume of stable coins, make sure you don't look at the market cap of the stablecoin issuers, rather, Look at the 24-hour trading volume because that gives a very good assessment of which stable coins are being used. Now let's look at the market cap, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is at $464 billion. Ethereum's market cap is well below the 50% mark of Bitcoin's market cap at $203 billion. The 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is at $30.7 billion and Ethereum is at $9.66 billion. Now look guys, if you're into trading, what I'd really recommend you to do is look at the 24-hour trading volume when the FOMC meetings were out because I'm pretty much sure there was some drastic moment just when the FOMC meeting was out. Now the dominance of Bitcoin and Ethereum is pretty much the same. Bitcoin's dominance is at 42.20%. Ethereum's dominance is at 18.40%. Now in today's episode guys, I'm going to be looking at the market cap of DeFi protocols and Uniswap is number one and Uniswap's market cap is $5.27 billion followed by Aave 
at $1.24 billion and core finance market cap is $8.33 million. Now remember guys, this is the market cap and not the total value locked. Market cap is completely different. Total value locked is completely different. Now in today's episode, I'm going to be looking at the top Cardano decentralized apps. A day before yesterday, we looked at the top Ethereum dApps. Yesterday, we looked at Binance dApps. Today, let's look at the top 5 Cardano dApps. Now, these numbers, guys, are extremely low. The first protocol is GPG Store, followed by Labs by Mutants. The third one is MindSwap. The fourth one is Riders, And the fifth one is Sunday Swap. Now, guys, if you do want to look at these numbers in detail, DappRadar.com is a brilliant website which does provide you detailed information. Now, Cardano at the moment is the third most blockchain protocol. First is Ethereum followed by Binance. But guys, if you look at the numbers for the top 5 protocols under Cardano's dApps, it is extremely, extremely low. So, I really am not sure what the future of the so-called decentralized apps is. Because when you talk about blockchain protocols, when you talk about Web 3.0, ideally by now, this number should have been at least 5 times or maybe 10 times. So what I would recommend you to do is look at these numbers and to be honest, these numbers will be absolutely shocking. So the website where you can check the details of decentralized apps is either State of the Dapps or DappRadar.com and make your own decision guys. Now let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is at $24,149. Now in today's episode we are going to be talking about two contradictory news. One is by Coindesk and the other one is by Barron's. Now since the last 24 hours though it is up by 1.36%. Since the last 7 days it is down by 1.60%. Ethereum is at $1,662. Since the last 24 hours it is up by 1.03%. Since the last 7 days down by 1.35%. Binance coin is at 310. Since the last 24 hours up by 0.65%. Since the last 7 days down by 2.68%. Now before we look at the details of the FOMC meeting and its impact on the price of Bitcoin, let me just talk about what Sir Tim Berners-Lee did actually think about Bitcoin. Now, he did have an interview, a kind of like a podcast with CNBC and the podcast is well over 30 minutes long and during that interview, he did actually say that crypto is really dangerous and looks like he's definitely not a fan of cryptocurrencies. And look guys, Sir Tim Berners-Lee is the inventor of World Wide Web. He definitely knows pretty much everything about internet. And what he did say is that cryptocurrency is really dangerous and it's only speculative. And he did talk about currency as well. So what I would really recommend you to do is watch the entire video because he did share his thoughts about cryptocurrencies. And unfortunately, it is not positive news. What he did actually state is that when you talk about cryptocurrencies, not only is it dangerous, but it is speculative when he compares cryptocurrencies to gambling. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? If it is someone else who says that it makes perfect sense, but this is Sir Tim Berners-Lee, who is the inventor of World Wide Web. Now, in that video, he did talk about some of the challenges that the internet is facing right now. And as a matter of fact, even the video is called as three decades after inventing the web. Sir Tim Berners-Lee has some ideas on how to fix it. And unfortunately, cryptocurrencies and blockchain protocols are not the way. So it looks like we have another detractor of cryptocurrencies. I'd be really curious to see what he says about Bitcoin. Because look guys, I often think Bitcoin is everything that the world needs. 
99.99% of the other cryptocurrencies are absolutely useless. I'm still not buying the whole hype of blockchain technology and decentralized apps or even Web 3.0. But whatever your thoughts are, mention them in the comments below. But what happened yesterday is that the Federal Reserve Board released the FOMC meeting. And you need to remember that this meeting is not a new data. This is the information which was released few weeks ago. So the information that is contained in that is about the inflation numbers. Based on the information regarding the inflation numbers which was released few weeks ago, they created these minutes and the minutes clearly mention that the employment rate has remained low and the members who are present at the meeting do actually agree that the inflation has eased somewhat but they remain elevated and they also talk about the geopolitical situation between Russia and Ukraine and because of that, the United States of America is highly attentive to inflation risks. Now, could it be possible that in the near future the inflation pumps up? And keeping that thing in mind, the prices of Bitcoin did actually go down, and there are contradictory news about that. CoinDesk actually reported that Bitcoin dropped to nearly 23,600 following the release of less than encouraging minutes from the FOMC meeting. But at the same time, Barron's, they put out a completely different article. What they said is that Bitcoin gained after the release of federal minutes. And look, guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is. Avoid watching mainstream media. You'll be surprised the incorrect and misleading information. Now, in this case, what you ideally should do is go to the Federal Reserve Board's website. They do have the minutes. Read through the minutes. Now, unfortunately, this minute is ridiculously long. It's roughly around 15 pages or so. First five pages is just the names of members who are there, so you can skip that. Once you read through that, then try to look at the prices using your own cryptocurrency exchange that you use, or you can look at Coin Market Cap. That gives you information from the first source. Now, keeping all these things in mind, you need to remember that the next interest rate hike will take place on the 22nd of March. Now, how will that impact the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? Now, there's a very high possibility that Jerome Powell might increase the interest rate hike once again. Now, if that thing happens, there's a very high possibility that the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will go down. Now, remember guys, all price predictions that I give out is 100% right, 50% of the time. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding Polygon. So what happened is that there was some news circulating regarding Polygon, that Polygon had crashed. Unfortunately, this is misleading and incorrect information. What happened is that the blockchain explorer of Polygon, called as Polygon Scan, did actually crash for several hours, leading many to falsely believe that the Polygon network itself had gone offline, which is absolutely incorrect. You need to remember that Polygon has not experienced any outages in processing blocks and Decrypt, one of my favorite leading online publications, they did actually confirm with multiple validators on the network. A few nodes did actually go out of sync but it's completely restored. The more information can be found out via Decrypt's article. As look guys, a similar thing happened with a centralized blockchain protocol called Solana. Unfortunately, they made a centralized decision to go ahead and stop reducing block. In case of Polygon, none of these things happen. Now that thing being said guys, the interruption of Polygon scan did create the appearance that there were no transactions that were taking place. But because of all these confusion, Polygon's co-founder Sandeep Naibal did actually mention via Twitter that there were some issues with the blockchain explorer but absolutely nothing to do with Polygon network. And what he did offer another link called as OK link which is kind of like an explorer when you can check all these transactions. Now look guys, if you're someone completely new into the cryptocurrency and blockchain space, all of these transactions can be validated by Explorer. 
So for Bitcoin, you have Bitcoin Explorer. For Ethereum, you have Ethereum Scan. For Polygon, you have Polygon Scan or OK Link. And for Cardano, I believe they have something else as well. So this is the power of open blockchain. In case of Solana, what happened is there was a lot of DDoS attack. Unfortunately, the validators did make a centralized decision to stop reducing block, which is an absolutely big no. Now guys, let's discuss some drama in the world of NFTs. And a federal judge named Victor Murillo ruled on Wednesday that the NBA Top Shots NFTs or non-fungible tokens which were issued by Dape Labs may meet the requirements to be considered an unregistered security. And look guys, this is an absolutely massive news. Now I'm really not sure what the implications of these are. And Tim Draper looks like he's clearly upset about this because I believe they also have Flow Blockchain which is catered only to NFTs. And Tim Draper did actually put out some crucial information via Twitter. What he actually stated is that today's order in the Fail vs. Deep Labs matter, which the court described as a close call, only denied a motion to dismiss the complaint at the case's pleading stage. And the judge did not conclude the plaintiffs were right and it's not a final ruling on the case's merit. Now, really, I'm not sure what the implications of this is. I'm pretty much sure that they're going to be heavily fined by this. And what happens to the current and the future state of Flow Blockchain? And what I really found really interesting with Tim Draper tweeted is that the courts have repeatedly held that consumer goods, including art and collectibles like basketball cards, are not securities under federal law. Now, I really need some more clarification regarding this because if arts and collectibles like basketball cards are not securities, then it changes the whole dynamics of NFTs as well. Now, I definitely do think that this news is very critical for NFTs. So let's see how this drama unfolds. Now, guys, let's discuss news from UAE. And the first news is about a CIO summit that is currently taking place in Dubai between the 22nd and 23rd of Feb, and it is taking place at Atlantis The Palm. Now, the website is idc.com, that is I for India, D for David, C for Charlie.com. And the key topics, guys, at this summit is sustainable strategies and technologies, talent development with the demand for new skills and four IT improvements that you can implement today. So these were essentially the core topic. Now on the website, they have mentioned a detailed agenda. And one thing which really stood out to me is that they mentioned about Metaverse and Web 3.0 as well. And they have a transformation zone for Metaverse, which is more of a learning area in order to get people more involved in the Metaverse world. Now let me try to give us some more information about IDC because it looks like they are the one who are conducting this event. An IDC or International Data Corporation is the premier global provider of market intelligence, advisory services and events for information technology, telecommunications and consumer technology markets with more than 1,300 analysts worldwide. IDC or International Data Corporation offers global, regional and local expertise in technology and industry opportunities and trends in over 110 countries. An international data corporation's analysis and insights help IT professionals, business executives and investment communities to make fact-based technology decisions and to achieve their key business objectives. And guys, International Data Corporation was founded in 1964. It is a wholly subsidiary of International Data Group, also called as IDG, which is the world's leading media, data and market services company. So them having an event is an absolutely massive thing for the IT industry. Now let me try to give out more information of why you should have attended this event because digital native firms equipped with new business models and armed with substantial venture capital funding 
have disrupted supply chain in numerous industries, fueling growth in areas such as e-commerce, direct-to-consumer services, digital payments, and cloud kitchens. And with the metaverse and Web3 paradigms on the horizons, further disruption is expected to individuals, enterprises, and industrial digital experiences. So it's a definitely must. So it was a definite must event to attend. And Gazi Industry Data Corporation's Middle East CIO Summit 2023 was supported by UAE's Ministry of Industry and Advanced Technology, the UAE Cybersecurity Council, Kuwait Central Agency for Informational Technology, and by Municipality. And the International Data Corporation is also honored to have a wide range of partners on board at the event. And Gas Pation the News, the agenda for two days is clearly mentioned on the website and it also incorporates a series of expert-led technology track sessions focusing on the following key themes. The first one is cyber protection for today and tomorrow, dynamic security strategies to minimize risk. The second one is connecting the distributed cloud from edge to core. The third one is enabling the data-driven enterprise. The fourth one is artificial intelligence and analytics and how to win in the intelligent economy. And the event was concluded with the International Data Corporation Excellence Award 2023, which are going to recognize the efforts of Middle East leading technology executives across the category. They're going to be having CIO of the Year, CISO of the Year, and Women in Technology and Business. So look, as it is an absolute must event particularly if you're working in the technology field or if you're working in the IT industry as well. And look guys, when you talk about Metaverse and Web3 adoption, I definitely do think that this was a must event to attend to. Now let's talk about news regarding Saudi Arabia. And since the last few weeks, there's a lot of news in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But this news tops all the news. And the news is about Aramco and Drop Group signing a memorandum of understanding. And guys, we all know Aramco is an absolute giant and they were founded in 1933. And Aramco is a Saudi Arabian public petroleum and a natural gas company based in Dharan. And as of 2020, it is one of the largest companies in the world by revenue. I looked at the revenue and the revenue is at $359.2 billion. And guys, the number of employees they have is 66,800. And them getting into the Web3 field is absolutely massive. And they have signed a memorandum of understanding with Drop Group. And Drop Group is a Web3 technology provider that offers AI, extended reality, tokenized networks, and metaverse environments. And Drop Group is headquartered in New York with operational offices in Saudi Arabia. And Drop Group is the holding company for a portfolio integrated Web3 solutions and platform. And Drop Group Guys was founded in 2018, and the founders are Christopher Kelly and Gerb Sry. And what I did do is I did try to find out information via LinkedIn about them, and I've shot them an email. It'd be really cool to have them on the podcast, so I'm really hoping for some positive reply from them. Let me try to give us some more information regarding what this collaboration is all about. So Saudi Aramco, a state-owned energy company, has signed a memorandum of understanding with Drop Group to co-develop Web3 technologies and the Web3 applications will aim to benefit Aramco's employees with potential onboarding, training ecosystems and a tokenized network and reward program. And guys, because of the whole Web3 hype, claiming that it is the third generation of internet powered by blockchain technology, this news is absolutely massive and Aramco has previously invested $5 million in WAC, which is a blockchain-based commodities post-trade processing platform and the memorandum of understanding represents Aramco's continued interest in exploring blockchain technology and the collaboration could result 
in innovative solutions for Aramco employees and the workforce. And because one of the features of blockchain technology is its nature of open source and transparency, and the use of blockchain technology could increase transparency and efficiency with Aramco's operations. So if you look at the financial savings, that'll be absolutely massive. And the tokenized network and rewards program could incentivize and motivate employees as well, and the partnership could lead to the development of new Web3 technologies that could have a broader impact beyond Aramco. And look as this collaboration clearly shows the growing interest in adoption of Web3 technologies by large industries and giants. Now, keeping all these things, I just have two questions for you guys. The first one is, what are some potential challenges that could rise from implementing a tokenized network and reward program for Amco's employees and how could these challenges be addressed? But the second one, guys, is as Aramco has previously invested in blockchain-based technologies, what are some challenges that the company may have faced during the implementations of these technologies and how can the company ensure the success of new collaboration with Drop Group? If you do have any feedback or suggestions or if you have any comments, Mention them in the comments below. So those were the newscasts from Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXP for the 23rd of February 2023. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series. Where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, this is George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series. Where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Mayor who asks According to you, what will be the interest rate hike? Now, look, Mayor, it is too soon to tell right now, but looking at the FOMC meeting, the numbers are definitely not looking good. One thing which I keep repeating quite often, and I've been saying this since December, is that in the last week of December, the Biden administration notoriously signed a $1.7 trillion spending bill. Now, granted, a lot of the funding will be used large for defense and by governments, but a lot of the funds did actually go to high debt worthy individuals. And in January, precisely because of that, the prices of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies did actually pump up. What I'd really recommend you to do is may I listen to my podcast on the last week of December and on the first few weeks of January as well, because it looks like that is exactly what has happened. But what I think, Mayor, is that because of that, the inflation numbers did actually die down. And then Jerome Powell did actually announce the interest rate on January 12th. The numbers appear to be going down. But it looks like based on the FOMC meeting that they had today, there is a very high possibility that the inflation numbers will be picking up. This is exactly what I did mention on the final week of December. Because what's going to happen is, as and when the money is distributed, the market might look good. But eventually, over time, you might see severe implications that the economy is not doing good. Uh, in March, I do have this very strong feeling that Jerome Powell might increase the interest rate hike, but he might not increase it too much. He might maybe increase it to 75 basis points. That is what I think. But the biggest worry, Bear, what I think is by that time, I do have this feeling that the inflations might be picking up pace. 
that is not good. And if that thing happens, I wouldn't be surprised if the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will go down. And me, last week, a very critical piece of information was discussed where the Congressional Board Office were discussing about the US debt ceiling. And I believe it crossed the $31.02 trillion. That is absolutely massive. And in that meeting, they did actually discuss that there is a very high possibility that the US economy will collapse around July or probably a few months before or after that. Now, I'm pretty much sure that Jerome Powell has to take all these things into consideration as well when he's deciding the interest rate hike. Now, if I had to bet my money, I definitely do think that the interest rate hike will be a little bit higher, keeping in mind the US debt ceiling, keeping in mind the purchasing spending power, and surprisingly, the labor market has been doing pretty good. So I really am not sure the US is going to head into recession, but in March, April, May, June, I do think that the US economy will be drastically going down and that would unfortunately have a negative impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So to answer your question, Mayor, I do think that the interest rate hike might go back to 75 basis points, but but I'd be so happy that I'm 100% wrong. It could be possible that I'm overthinking this data. There might be something completely different that I'm missing out. And I really am hoping that I do actually do that. But keeping all these things in mind, I do think that the interest rate hike might just be a little bit higher and it should not be a surprise. But what I'd really recommend you to do is, Mayor, go to the Federal Reserve Board website. They have a section where they publish the minutes of the meeting. So read through it. It is extremely long. But what you can do is you can take that, copy-paste it into ChatGPT, maybe ask ChatGPT to summarize it for you. It becomes relatively easier. And you know, Mayor, idly speaking, when Bitcoin is created, these kind of news should not have an impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And I really am not sure when the moment will happen when there is a 100% separation between money and the state. When that thing happens, I do think it will be absolutely brilliant. So that's all for today, guys, on the Ask Me Anything series of Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to infoblockchaindxb.com and also check out my website, www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website, area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye bye.